Welcome to another week of Aussie Tech Heads, episode 532, and it is recorded on the 4th of May, 2017. Yes, May the 4th. May the 4th be with you. <laughs> yes, and look, you'll, you'll see, look, I'll show you Jason uh, now, dun, dun, because he has dun, got a Star Wars dun, background. How's that going? How you doing, Jace? Good, now my chair is stuck. <laughs> well, I'll keep going while you fix your chair. It's like Starry Night, Star Wars version at the back there thanks Vince a starry Tango. a starry starry night as a song wasn't it a starry wars starry a star wars <laughs> star warsy nights yeah you pick it yeah are you a big star wars fan um not huge huge i do like and enjoy watching them yeah i think the last one oh not the last one now the one before was the probably my favorite the one uh where uh harrison ford got killed at the end. <gasps> Spoilers. <laughs> oh, it's a year old. Come on. <laughs> I like the last one. I like the last one. Um, sorry, which, yes, sorry. I think the one you're talking about, yeah. Yes, because I think there was another one uh, just last Christmas, which I haven't seen yet. So. Um, oh, sorry, yes, the, the prequel to um, The Hope. Yeah, that's hope. it. That's a new hope. Yeah, yes. Was, I li- actually really, 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 really like that one. Yeah, that was it. That was better than the Ford one. Yeah. Yes. Doesn't have Darth Tantrum in it. No. <laughs> oh no. Okay. No, that's no good. All right. Now, uh, yes, uh, we are brought to you by uh, ATH Web Hosting. Well, you would have heard that at the start. Now, look, we've got uh, heaps of stories tonight, and hope we hopefully we're going to uh, run through them and enlighten you a bit to what's been going on in the tech news. Orientated, uh, you know, focus probably and hopefully on Australia, and uh, then we'll sort of meander out a bit. Uh, okay, don't but forget. But before we start, oh, oh, this is the Samsung Galaxy Eight. It, VR. Yeah, VR, yes. Oh, how does that go? So is that good? Nice. Yes, I love it. Right. Absolutely. And it comes with the controller. Yeah. Now. And you take out the um, protective cover there, whack your phone in. Right. And away you go. And, oh, I've been having so much fun. And so is my girlfriend. You know, you hop in and swim with the dolphins. Yes. And they come up to you. Uh, right. You can swim swim with the uh, sea snakes, sea turtles, uh, great white sharks. So they put you in an actual cage like the divers have. Wow. And the sharks come and are trying to attack the cage and then swim away. Wow. And um, so, yeah, I've, I've also, they've got, um, because Disney owns Star Wars, they've got Disney movies specials. So um, you can watch, they put you into uh, recording a scene at um, Jakku, which was in the latest Star Wars we are just talking about, mm. and they've got a 360-degree camera there. So, And they're talking about here are some stormtroopers walking around in costume, and that machine there is an actual army tank. I don't know if it's from World War One or World War Two. he says, but it's wow. a real army tank, and the guy driving it is from the army. He's a real tank driver. That's his job. Wow. But we've updated it to look, make it look a bit more spacey and Star wars Yeah. Have these people dressed as, and he says, um, you know, the whole time, as soon as they come out in their costume, they have to start walking around as if we're going to start shooting at any second because we could. We want to take the take the actors off guard. Mm. We don't want them to know when we're about to start shooting. Right. So suddenly explosions go off and they have <laughs> to start reacting to it. 
Yeah, you're right. And then they, they put you in an X-Wing fighter and you're flying through space and then they do the jump to a hyperdrive and all the stars zoom across your face and then suddenly you're there and here's this huge star destroyer and it's starting to attack you and all these lasers are going off in space. And then um, I had a game of fishing, yeah. which was quite good. I think it's called bait. And you sit there and you throw out the line and then you have to try and catch the fish and reel it in and cool. you upgrade the fishing line and everything. So it starts you out. You're at the at a little beach cove and you're sitting in your deck chair and you can have a look around and see the beach behind you and the bit of water out here and some trees over mm. there. And as you level up by doing the fishing, they move you to other areas. So they've got a swamp area where it's all murky water that you can't see through very well and you hear these mosquitoes flying around yeah, behind right. you and all this sort of stuff. And you yeah, meet up nice. with this guy called Jim Bob who runs the local fishing store and he tells you stories and you, you gain points and money by, by um, fishing and then you take the fish to him and sell them and all this sort of stuff. So now, I've been having so much fun. <laughs> now, I want to I come back to that, but I just want to just go off on a parallel a little bit because have you yep. ever have you heard what with audio as you were saying you know you hear the audio and the fish and the birds in the background have you ever uh, heard of by by not i don't know how to pronounce Binaural. it yes. yes so um that's apparently because i only know about this uh only this week because i think episode this episode this week's episode of doctor who uh, if you're in england you can download or you can view a binaural uh a binaural version of the film of the yep. of the episode, which and then is rewatch it again. Yeah, and, and the what binaural is is that they've got two microphones and they're placed about the same as you, as the human ears apart like this, and it's supposed to be really really immersive. Uh, you got to listen to it with headphones on, and I listened to that. There was a trailer on the BBC website, and look, I I don't know if it was just really really good clear audio recording, but geez, the, it was pretty good. It was really good. Yep. Yep. So so I was just wondering. You, uh, you find them in a lot of um, sleep apps if you have trouble sleeping, and you put these apps on that play the sound of waves crashing and birds and crickets and stuff. But they also have binaural, which is supposed to move the music around and help you sleep. It also helps you have vivid dreams. Right. Okay. Yeah. So, so that was, uh, yeah, so that was really good. So I could just imagine getting that sort of audio and then, you know, with, with your vision. But what I wanted to ask you with the with that VR headset is, look, this is mine. This is my VR headset. Yep. The old Google ones. <laughs> <laughs> The uh, the cardboard. How mask. much did yours cost? Uh, five bucks posted. <laughs> so, Mine was free. <laughs> oh yeah, so Quite, yours are better. Better quality, but free. <laughs> now, um, I want to know because I know with mine, like I did, <laughs> they look like your binoculars. Now I did download the um, you know, I think the Google or the yeah, the Google apps or the vision for it but it was all yep. sort of more or less animated stuff and the roller coaster while yes effective i, I did feel, feel the motion you know the sway and the motion of it but i found that like because the phone is so close to your eyes like did you find that it was really bright and that it would you'd have a, a sensation of that this is probably not doing my eyes any good um not really with these ones no i think possibly because you've got this buffer between the phone and where your eyes are mm. and um, you're not up maybe not as close as the other ones plus they've got the padding and stuff on there but no I, I found them quite it may be a bit heavy on the nose on the front of the face maybe you have to adjust the straps or something right but uh, no I could I could sit in there for 
maybe a couple of hours or something. I didn't try that long because I haven't had the time yet, maybe this weekend. But mm. um, I had a few few levels of the fishing game, tried out um, swimming, as I said, with dolphins and stuff and also um, Star Wars things and a, a couple of games I've got um, an Arkanoid clone where you move the, the bat at the bottom of the screen with your head. Right. <laughs> you have to hit the ball going right. back and forth. Like, so like how, you get so a bit of, bit of exercise in your neck. <laughs> so obviously that just integrates with the phone's, uh, yeah, the, the, the phone just senses where it is and what angles yeah. it's on. Yeah, yeah. That's on the, on the older games. Um, on the newer ones, they support the controller now. This only just came out. Uh, with the Samsung V8, the Gear V, the new Gear VR came out, and it's got this. It's got push buttons, but it's also got a touchpad that you can slide around. It's got a trigger at the front, and it's got a back and a home button on there. So, even even while you've got the headset on, you can still feel around and know where to press the things, and yeah. that makes it a lot easier to use because if you're shooting stuff, you can pull the trigger like this, or if you can go up and down, left and right. Whereas um, on the older ones, which this still supports, it's got a D-pad on there with the touch so you can slide up, slide down, slide right. forward and back, and it's got a home back button and volume as well. Right. But it's a bit bit weirder doing it on the side of your head than with a controller yeah. is much easier. So what are th- Yeah, I, find, I found it quite fun. I haven't got nauseous as yet. I do feel a little bit weird after i've done it you know you take them off and you're walking around the house and just sitting down doing something and you just feel well i've had some weird experience recently it's sort of in the back of your head but um i haven't i haven't had anything that's too much moving around i've played um temple run yeah you played that on iphone no i played it but you'll know it yeah okay yeah i I love it i uh, actually coded a temple run variant for minecraft that's had probably about ten thousand downloads by now different versions over the years and um in that one you use the controller to slide left right jump up and slide down underneath things and you've got a footpath that's moving and going around like this and it's not super fast but it's a decent speed and um i still didn't get any nausea or anything from that so yeah i'm just looking there at the the website it does look pretty good so there's a few versions of this out is there because i was just when i was searching it up i saw there's a there's a VR 2017, I, I guess. Can you yeah, buy it? My one. Oh, yeah. So you can buy it separately from Mobile City Online, $169. Yeah. Uh, you can get the VR 2016, so that's obviously the old one. Yeah, that doesn't come with a controller, but I think you can buy the controller separately and right. um, connect it to it. It's just a Bluetooth controller. Right. It's and kind of like a Nintendo Wii as well because you can move it up and down in the air to point at things and it knows where it is spatially. So do you do you think that like is there any would I be able to go out and buy the headset and put the iPhone in it, or is it only for the Samsungs? Uh, this one's only for Samsung devices. It's specifically made for them as a promotion. But um, you can get devices that you can lock in iPhones and things. Mm. Um, these these ones they've actually, from what I can work out, have done a deal with Oculus. So you probably can't see on there, but it says Gear VR from Oculus. Yes. So um, if if there's games that are made for Oculus Rift, most of them also available for the Gear VR, which is quite handy. Nice. Well, I've only just got into uh, into headset gaming because I bought two headsets for the kids, and they love it. Yep. <laughs> they're not they're not actually talking to anyone yet. They've just got, they've just put their two computers together, 
and they're talking to each other with their headsets on. So the headset on. <laughs> and at least they're listening to the, the, the games that they love. It's got little yeah. lights oh, on the I'm side. I was actually just thinking not long ago, I was thinking, oh, I should, I don't know. I, I had I had a um, Xbox 360 and I was thinking maybe I should get a, a new console or something. And then mm. I thought, oh, I'll, tr- I'll try out the Gear VR. And now I've got it. I'm like, no, I think that's, that's where my future gaming is going to be. The most really? all the stuff I've talked about so far is free in the Oculus Store. You can um, pay for better games. They've got a mist type game where you've got the click and move adventure games, and you do puzzles and things. Mm. Um, they've okay. got um, you know shooter, oh, tons and tons of shoot 'em up and first person shooters and stuff like that. Of course, I'm gonna. But they've also they've also got like an app store, Oculus app store, where people have rated the games, and they also give you a rating on how comfortable it is to play in 3D. So they'll say if something makes you too nauseous, or if it's a nice, gentle app that doesn't really move about too much, and then you're, you're less likely to get sick from that. So yeah, they give nice. that rating as well in the in the app store. Yeah, so because I thought, uh, look, I was looking through, and I want to tell you about this as well. But I was looking through the Audi catalog, and uh, and I saw this, and I think they their last their last version of the 3D printer uh, was quite, uh, yeah. yeah, it was quite popular. So now yeah. apparently this is the uh, the updated version. Uh, so it's on sale at Audi this week, Saturday the thirteenth of May. Uh, it's four hundred. Yeah, our, our little one just started at a new school nearby, and um, we went for a walk through it with the principal at the start of the week, and they've got a three D printer for the kids to print out some things as well. So I thought that was really good. Mm. It's it's a very very small country school. And it's only got a couple of hundred kids there, but um, yeah, they got a three D printer, and I thought that was fantastic. Yeah, and so I was thinking, oh, wouldn't it be cool? Because I look, I'd love to get it, and but then you sit there and I'm thinking, what am I going to do with it? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's what I was thinking as well. I, I was tempted, and I'm like, I, I don't think I'd print that much. No, like five hundred dollars. What am I going to do? Look, here's the uh, here's the the accessories, so to speak. The each roll of filament is thirty five dollars. That's high quality, one point seven mil PLA filament available in sorted colours. It doesn't actually say one kilogram yeah, spool. Yeah, in and have have a Aussie tech heads or Aussie big head. Yeah, and have the show. Hi, this is Glenn. How you doing? <laughs> now maybe you could do maybe you could do Will and Eric, and we can say, "What's your opinion? <laughs> what do you smell?" <laughs> That's really good. <laughs> oh, no, I hate it. It's not Apple. Oh, that's, yeah. It's much better. That's right. I have, have a little punch and Judy off. <laughs> now, the only reason I brought that up is because, you know, look, maybe if I had a spare couple of hundred, I might even, now that I see how excited you are about that headset, I might have to go and find one for the iPhone. Because yeah. I've yeah. seen that the black and white, well, not the black and white, but I've seen that, you know, the the animated one for the Google thing, and I, I, I yep. got the sensation, all right. So I'd really, I'd really like to see a, a proper one. Yeah, and, I was and, watching a podcast today, and they they went to a, um, a roller coaster in America, and what they do is they they have the uh, ride goes through with someone holding onto like a Samsung uh, Galaxy S8 and record all the movements of the roller coaster, and then they oh. take it back, down download all that data, then create a game around it then they put you back in and they put on the gear vr with a samsung phone in it mm. and tie it to your face really tight and they have cables on it that connect and there's a bluetooth device at the front of the carriage so it knows whereabouts you are on the track and then um 
when you when you're in there you start off you can see everything outside the roller coaster and stuff and then they have a wormhole opens up and then it becomes vr Oh right, and then you're out in space inside a spaceship, and wow. as you, as the roller coaster moves around and flips upside down, the spaceship that you're in spins around and moves upside down, and shooting, and you can turn your head and shoot the alien spaceships and, mm. and affect the game, and you can take <laughs> it on sense. a slightly different course and see different things, and they've got hidden uh, power ups and all this sort of stuff. So just to so that you go, you know, people go on a roller coaster. Yes. Like, well, I've done that one. Yeah. But now you can do it in space and then they can take that away, load up a different game, yeah. put that on you, and now you're going around somewhere else. They had one where um, you're in a, you're in a um, plane or something that's about to crash and Superman grabs on the front of it <laughs> and he's trying to save you and he's flying backwards to get you nice. out of danger and there's all these um, explosions and stuff going wrong and buildings toppling over and Superman moves you out of it, but he's yeah. moving the same as the uh, roller coaster ride motion. Yeah, right. So as as he he's moving that's the cool. plane that you're in that's about to crash, you're feeling it because you're moving around in the seat on the roller coaster. So yeah, that's they give cool. you the same. You can do the same roller coaster ride ten times mm. and have a different experience each time. Yeah, yeah, that is cool. That's good. I think I might have to do an I a search for iPhone VR headset. See what <laughs> I come up with. Uh, um, what was my last toy I bought? I bought some security cameras. That's right. <laughs> so I might have to calm down for a while but uh look yep. <laughs> look you can uh, hear aussie tech heads and other great podcasts on the tune in radio app that's a cross-platform app uh, to, uh load that up and search for aussie tech radio if you get stuck and want more instructions you might be able to find some at the aussietechradio.com and you can also find us at facebook and youtube.com forward slash aussie tech heads those sites respectively and uh yeah so let's get into some Stories. Well, just before that, yes. uh, one of the shows you might hear on Aussie Tech Radio is the Obsidian Loft Minecraft podcast. And um, I can now that you're sitting down, oh yes, and, and you're ready for this, <gasps> there right. might be an episode in the pipeline, just about ready to go, hot off the presses and launch in the next couple of days. No way! <laughs> no yes. way! Oh, just as well. We worked out. It's been about six months since the last. Obsidian yes. Loft episode. <laughs> yes, that's. But we ac- we actually did one a couple of nights ago, which is why we were trying to contact you at ten o'clock because I said maybe Glenn can get us the Zoom uh, account so that we can log on there and do it. And then later on, I remembered oh. that they've been doing the other show Tuesday night anyway, so that it would have been already used. But but, um, but it wouldn't be, have been at ten. Like no, it would have been. I don't think so. Oh, no. we we went. We recorded it from about nine thirty till ten. All oh, right. Yep. Yep. Yeah. No, you should have. Um. Yeah. If yeah, you should have texted it or texted it, and I probably would have. Uh, would I have remembered it? I don't know. I, I can't remember. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. We got it recorded anyway. Excellent. Good it's news. Going to be released in the next couple of days. As soon as I finish producing it, put on the intro and the outro and sound effects and music. And what about the old fart geeks? Any any sign of a New episode there? Uh, not at this stage, but uh, we'll keep our fingers crossed that something might happen. We're still a bit keen on that one, and people seem to like it. So um, mm. we'll, we'll have to have uh, – uh, do you know anyone who might want to guest on it? Uh, me? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll let you know when, when we're available to do it, and we'll see if we can get you in that one too. Oh, we? there's a waiting – it's hard to get on these shows, isn't it? <laughs> I know, you need special VIP invitation. I know, it's so hard. Now, uh, look, let's. I'm going to kick off this week with a, a story about uh, Doctor Who and Skype. Now, I don't know, Jace, if you've been on top of this, but, yeah, in a world first, 
users get the thrilling opportunity to be the Doctor's companion as the bot immerses them in specifically written six-part Doctor Who adventure. So pretty much what you do is you... I think I've, have I got a little thing for that? There we go. So what you do is you... You sign up, you subscribe to the Doctor Who bot on Skype. So you, you add a contact, uh, whatever it is, Doctor Who bot, say, and then, then the doctor starts typing to you and you respond to him on Skype. And then it's like a one of those you know, make-your-own-adventure sort of things where you can, you can influence the, the story. So players will experience the doctor communicating with them directly and setting you challenges that can only be solved by the best companions. And that's, of course, got to be you, hasn't it? So a new yes, chapter. It is me. Yes, I would be the best companion. You're right, Begley. A new chapter will be released every Sunday, just after the new series airs on the BBC each week. Now the bot. Now apparently, I never got this far into it, but the bot will feature exclusive voiceover from Peter Capaldi. Now, if you go to the show notes, uh, you can add this Doctor Who bot into Skype. There's a, a few instructions and a, a, few, a link in the show notes that'll do it automatically for you. So have a look there, or you can just nice. Google it, you know. Yeah, just Google Doctor Who Spot. Now, uh, yeah, I think that's all we have to do. To see new updates as they begin to roll, users need to be used the latest Skype account for Windows, Mac, iOS, Android, or the web. Now, uh, yeah, blah, blah, blah. So that, that sounds pretty good. It was pretty good. I only got a few, you know, a few goes into it. I, I didn't have time, but I, I do want to follow that through, see how I go. See if I can save they the universe. A, I need to have a Doctor Who VR experience, right? So you put on your headset and you're there. He's like, run! And yes. have these men coming after you in Daleks and stuff. Well, that would be good. And then flying through the time vortex. You know, yeah. Like, <laughs> that would be good. And into the TARDIS. Yeah. The TARDIS I got a, um, a live, on, on the Android, you can have what they call live wallpapers that animate and I've got one that's just called Time Vortex, but you can guess what it's got. And it's spinning around and zooming down through the Time Vortex and has the lightning coming in from the sides and stuff. Yeah. You just have that in the background of your apps. <laughs> yeah, that's all right. Well, you've really turned me on about this VR. <laughs> I'm going to go and pop up to look for an iPhone one. All right. Uh, well, that, that's my. I've, I've, well, it's only been 25 minutes. We've kicked the first story off, so that's good. Now, way to go. <laughs> way to go. Might what, be an interesting show for once. <laughs> What's your uh, first story of the week, Jace? Apple plans to create a $1 billion fund to invest in US companies that Ooh. perform advanced manufacturing, the iPhone maker's latest effort to show how it's creating US jobs. Uh, Tim Cook said Apple also plans to fund programs that could include teaching people how to write computer code to create apps. The announcements were the latest in a series of disclosures to highlight how Apple, the world's largest company by market valuation, contributes to job creation in the United States. Apple came under fire from President Donald Trump during his campaign because it makes the most of its products in China. Yes. Apple is highlighting its US presence at the same time lawmakers consider a major tax proposal by Trump that would let Apple, along with other large companies, bring back accumulated profits from overseas at potentially lower tax rates. 93% of Apple's $256.8 billion cash is held overseas. Cook, who met with lawmakers in Washington earlier this year to discuss tax policy and technology issues, said Apple would have to borrow the cash for its U.S. manufacturing investment fund and said he was hopeful Trump administration would address the repatriation issue. 
Cook stopped short of saying Apple would bring some of its cash back into the United States if Trump's tax proposal was enacted. I think. So, I think. Do, that, do, the, do the cheap tax thing? We we might bring our money back, but then again, maybe not. Yeah, I think that that's what they're waiting for. I think a lot of companies are waiting for the the. I think the repatriation is going to be like something like ten percent or something. That's yep. that's the plan. Oh, I'm sorry if you said that. I was. I was looking for pictures. No, no. Uh, apparently, uh, <laughs> I was hearing uh, apparently um, Bush tried a similar kind of thing, and so they brought money back, but they used it to buy back shares and stuff, and oh, they yeah. didn't actually create any jobs with it. So yeah, <laughs> it didn't do what was originally. But it doesn't. I suppose it doesn't really matter. Like as long as the money, like for the economy, comes back into the economy, then yeah. you know if they they want to sp- sp- give it to buy back shares to obviously to. Uh, Predominantly Americans, you would imagine. So a lot of American people have had their shares. They they got more money. They spend more money, and and so on. And the the circle goes back around, doesn't it? Yeah. But that's how I see it anyway. But yeah, but uh, but the circle of life. Yeah, that's the circle of. Can you when you think about it, like every dollar, right? Say say to earn that dollar in your pocket, you've had to say earn a dollar thirty three. So when you spend yep. that dollar, it's got GST of 10% and that so that leaves that dollar then goes to the next person who then loses 33% and 10% when they spend it then that goes to the, you know like how much tax is out there it must be yeah leading it away and we're still in got a big deficit uh, yep. okay facebook they, they they might need to repatriate they're they're hiring 3000 new people to review their content i think this comes on the yeah hot on the heels of a few bad videos that have been going around. Apparently, or with one of the videos of a guy being shot live, uh, which was yep. no good. So there, Mark Zuckerberg said that it has been heartbreaking to see people hurting themselves and others in video stream live on Facebook. He added he would make reporting problematic videos easier. Uh, the move, yeah, the additional staff will be joining four and a half thousand existing people on the community operations team. And that would help the company respond more quickly when the content was reported. So, so what's that seven and a half thousand? Well, you'd hopefully that they're going to, you know, get a few, aren't you? Apparently, there's a story. Yeah, there was a story going around where there was a a, a, a happening suicide attempt uh, happening on the Facebook Live, and that was alert, Facebook was alerted. They've alerted the police, and the police went around and stopped it. So that's. Wow. It's worked. That's sort of worked, but I don't know. It's seven and a half thousand people. Is that going to be enough? Because there's I'll, the next story that I've got here is Facebook needs two billion monthly users. You know, so <laughs> is seven and a half people thousand Don't people? You mean two billion? I do. Two billion. <laughs> The number of people using Facebook each month increased to 1.94 billion, of which nearly 1.3 billion use it daily. It's massive. So you would use yours daily, I'd imagine. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yep. It's pretty much the first. Posting all sorts of crap on me, (laughs) whether people like it or not. (laughs) That's right. I will post to the death. Now, uh, yeah. So it's it's. I think at most people, it's the first thing they look at when they wake up, and the last thing they look at when they go to bed. Uh, A quarter of the world's population uses Facebook every month, with most of the new users coming from outside of Europe and North America. Is that surprising? Maybe. No. 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 I suppose it's just technology's just just going around the world, isn't it? So yeah. yeah. So Facebook, 
Yeah, they're trying to do the right thing. So good on them. That's good. Because apparently people were saying that, you know, they, you know the old routine where someone sees something they're not happy with, so they complain. So I'm not going to buy your advertisers' materials and all this. So he's trying to combat all that. Um, what else you got down there, Jace? Well, New South Wales police have charged three men with compromising 45 bank accounts through the credit card emulation function mm. used for mobile payments to make $1.5 million in fraudulent purchases across Sydney. Oh, the last year, the force has been the force. How appropriate. <laughs> Use the force, Luke. For the last year, the force has been investigating how host-based card emulation, HCE, which is a fundamental component of mobile tap-and-go payment applications, is being exploited by criminals. HCE allows NFC payments to emulate a credit or debit card and talk directly to an NFC reader. It was introduced in Android 4.4 and is a core element of the various mobile payment applications running on that platform. New South Wales police, ident police identified a sophisticated organised group that it claims have been porting mobile phones and compromising bank accounts through mobile payment applications. This enables them to use the HCA function to buy electronic and luxury goods, which they then sell on, police allege. Mm -hmm. So that's been going on in Sydney. That's nasty. Yes. I've got um, the uh, Android Pay on my phone. I use that uh, every now and then. It's just like a normal credit card. You just swipe it on a terminal and it'll um, charge your card through a virtual number that the merchant gets. But um Usually, usually these things are covered by insurance with the banks anyway, just like a Visa card. So I'm not too worried about it. But it's mm. interesting to see that it's actually being exploited in the wild. Yeah, well, I guess that's the problem with these contactless payments, isn't it? Like, oh, yeah, but I, yeah, it's crazy. But uh, while they're stealing money, uh, there's other there's another person, call, and he calls by the calls himself. Uh, let me see the Dark Overlord. Menacing tones <laughs> for the Dark Overlord. Now, the Dark Overlord has hacked into various TV studios. Uh, to they've he's stolen series from broadcasters such as ABC, Fox, and National Geographic. He's stolen episodes, are believed to have been uploaded to file sharing sites across the net. Uh, as the Netflix, so he stole some shows from Netflix. I think he stole Orange is the New Black, something like that. He stole that and he put it out for ransom. He said, Netflix, you give me undisclosed amount or I'm going to share these, you know, eight or nine new episodes that you haven't released yet uh, into the wild. And Netflix told him they get nicked and so there, there they go. They're out there somewhere. I don't know where. I didn't go looking for them. But um, yeah. apparently Netflix is like, dude, it's going to be on the torrents anyway, all of our stuff is. Mm. So but I think good that luck with that. You haven't got the whole series, so if you want to find out what happens at the end, you still have to subscribe. Yeah, but I think that what Netflix does, that because with their original content, they still release it what weekly, don't they? They don't. They don't just go, or do they go bang with say ten they episodes? Go bang! I haven't seen anything released weekly. Yeah, okay. Uh, the FBI is also believed to be looking into the theft, uh, which is believed to have taken place in about two, in late two thousand sixteen. Uh, this dark overlord. Apparently, uh, and now he's been largely targeting hospitals and healthcare institutions. What the hell for? It must be after just IDs and stuff. Yeah, but any information he can get. Usually, what happens with the movies, 
once they're finished filming and they're before final production is they send it to a, a place to do ADR or automated dialogue replacement and they add in some extra um, sound and voice and things to polish off the movie at the end and they're usually like third party companies so mm. if you can get into their uh, intranet because it's not quite as well protected as the movie companies or you know uh, do social engineering or something like that to get in the system then that's where you'll get it from they won't actually be going to netflix's computers and hacking them and then getting the movies from them so the stolen shows include triple x return of xander cage return of xander cage it's always sunny in philadelphia and season one of bill nye saves the world now netflix has said that there is some evidence that pre-release private Piracy is the most dangerous piracy to studios. So uh, there you go. But yeah, you're right. Like as soon as it's released, it's up on the torrents anyway. But I guess, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Is it a? It's obviously a bad thing, but I don't know if it would hurt too many people. Like, is it on the torrents? I never even looked. To be honest, um, I'd say so. Yeah, but um, Netflix doesn't seem too worried about it. They're like, you know, we mm. made it. It's out there. People are watching it on Netflix. They're watching your ones. We're not going to pay you several million dollars to stop you doing this, or you're just going to mm. do it again. Where we're well, that's encouraging exactly yeah. future. So, yeah. how about? Yeah, it's not, and not just him doing it again. There'll be other people doing it again. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, what else have you got? Speaking of hacking, hackers are changing their modus operandi and spending a little bit more time and effort to make sure that they get the holy grail of admin access into a target systems. Raymond Shippers, as an IT security engineer with Checkpoint Software, has been seeing more and more instances of attackers specifically targeting IT administrators with the highest level access. While it requires a little more time spent scouring LinkedIn, and effort to craft a cleverly distinguished phishing email, the payoff of successfully compromising an IT administrator is worth it. Rather than having to escalate privileges, you know exactly that your target has the privileges. He'll present in a particular case study at the Wacon Information Security Conference in Perth next week. Shippers recently helped a financial regulator in Europe work out how attackers managed to infiltrate and completely destroy its IT infrastructure. The regulator only realized it had been hacked after coming in one morning and finding that all its computers and servers no longer worked. Oh, nice. Working backwards, shippers and the team were able to identify the point of entry, a compromised web, web server running WordPress. <laughs> they didn't update. Up to date, yes. guys. Yes. Come on. That served as the launch pad for a specially crafted phishing email containing a malicious Excel file sent to the regulator's IT admins. The admins trusted the email because it came from the regulator's own infrastructure. Mm. Come on, guys, you're better than that. Yes. How how often does your WordPress server email you, Clint? <laughs> oh, really? yeah. Look, I get emails. The only emails I get from mine is WordPress has been updated. Yes, yes. Uh, I think. Well, I've got. I get emails from plugins that tell me that you know there's. There's been, you know, 50,000 hacks that day or, or attempted hacks, you know, trying yeah. to get in. But, like, you'd be, be surprised. You don't you? think they'd be sending you an Excel and saying, hey, you need to open this immediately. Oh, look, you know, WordPress is getting smarter and smarter. Uh, no. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, not really. So they got in and exfiltrated as much data as they could. They were lucky that some of the logs survived and gave some information to work out where the bad guys moved through and the data they were after. And when they were finished, they destroyed everything in their track, shippers said. 
it took the regulator six weeks to fully restore its operations mm, from yeah. paper But I'm um, yeah, like you're right. Like, why would they be opening an Excel file? Are these guys who are the who are these guys? They're admins. What are They're they doing? Not very good ones. <laughs> no, no. Like even like I wouldn't open a a, a a file like that. You know, like if I got a Excel file from you, I might open it. Well, then I might not. But yeah. where's their antivirus software for starters? Yeah. Well, I think uh, look, Google's had a bit of a, a problem. I, I think with their stuff as well. A massive Google Docs phishing attack. Uh, it hits all the Gmail users. The message was sent to Gmail users includes an invitation to view a shared Google Docs document. And I guess, you know, these things are getting pretty tricky because I suppose if it's the first time and you haven't heard yet, you know, you don't listen to shows like this and whatever and you haven't heard about these things, well, you know, well, you know who's this? I don't know. I might know him. I'll open that. Anyway, so it's a Google Docs email asked to be shared. Users are asked to log into their Google accounts by the malware, which doesn't ask for a password and appears to bypass two-factor authentication and signing in alerts. Now, after logging in to the fake Google Docs app, uh, then it requests access to the user's Google accounts. If the user allows access, the worm will read all the contents and attempt to send itself out to the contacts and attempt to send itself out to them. The malware appears to access users' emails as well, which may contain sensitive data, passwords, uh, resets, and all this sort of stuff. Google has confirmed the worm attack and is warning users not to click the phishing email. So I think after all this has happened, Google has, yeah, they're trying to block this this email from even getting to the inboxes, which I'm sure they won't have too much trouble doing. But, yeah, uh, yes, there's a lot of this sort of stuff. And what do you just do? You just look after spam, Chase, or you doing fishing and whaling and all this sort of stuff? Bit of everything. You know, you start off with spam and the customers are like, well, since you're doing that, couldn't you maybe stop a bit of this uh, virus stuff and worms and things too? Mm. And we'll chuck a bit of that in. Yeah. So, look, that's that's no good either. Bloody all this sort of stuff. And and that Michael from the Aussie Max Zone, he was, he was uh, talking to me this morning about he received letters you know, from a from an actual company, a physical letter, and you know, you get the. I think most people that have ever owned a business or had a registered a domain will get these letters from like domainregistry.com or something saying, "Wouldn't you like yep. to own this domain?" It's a little variation of your own domain, or you got a .com .au. Right, or something. That's right. Yeah, and they're saying, uh, "Send us two hundred fifty dollars, and we'll register it for you." And uh, I, I suppose his gripe was that, yes, well, you know, you like with anything, you send, you know, invoices to big companies, there's a certain percentage that just get paid. Like, yep. And it's crazy. I know. I can't understand it. I wouldn't – you wouldn't think so. I remember but when, when .mobi was all the rage, oh, Mobi is out. You've got to get that to a mobile version of your website. Everyone's yeah. going to be doing fantastic. Yes. Yes. No good. And, and there was another bad one was the info, I think. Yeah. .info was a lot of lot of garbage going on with that. Yeah, so uh yeah, just be careful about your uh, what you're opening in your emails for sure. Hmm. Uh what's another scam? Was there another scam? Oh, I had a quick one. Yeah. The the can you hear me scam. Look, I'm not sure if we mentioned this before. I know we talked about it on the on the Aussie Tech Security podcast. But there's this scam going around and apparently it's hit North Queensland and it's obviously going to go around everywhere else. But 
there's pe- that people will ring you up on the phone and then they say to you, can you hear me? And you're going, yes. Can you hear me? Yes. And what they're doing is they're recording your voice. They're recording your yeses. So potentially they can go away and play your yes into some automated sign-up system or something. So, would you, Do you agree to the terms and conditions to this contract? Yes. Yes, that's right. Okay, that sounded like Glenn. Uh, yeah, it definitely was you, our voice recognition. And even just listening, it sounds like you. I was talking to the phone. <laughs> so, look, apparently there's no documented cases of people having lost money. But you don't know. You know, how are you going to, how, like, how are you going to, like, if you've lost, you've been scammed, right? You get the knock on the door or the phone call, hey, look, your telephone bill or your credit card or whatever, uh, you know, there's all these charges and you get, they're not mine. I've been scammed and yes, they've, they've proven it's been scammed, but how hard is it to trace back that, you know, two, three months ago, you said yes to someone on the phone that couldn't hear you? Yeah. You know, so that's a um, bit of a bit of could a be, could be just um, Apple getting some samples to help train Siri better. It could be that Siri's hopeless. Fair to get hopeless, <laughs> right? What, what, what is it on the Android? What, what's she called or what's he called? The uh, Google. Okay, Google. Oh, okay, right. Uh, it, does that work better than Siri? It must. The Siri's stuffed. Uh, you can do a lot more with it than you can because, you know, Siri started out as a really great application. You could use it to book restaurants and stuff when it was an app in the App Store and then Apple bought it, gutted everything out and started putting it into the phone and then it got worse and then it had less features and slowly they put a few more features in it. But mm. I don't think people are happy ever since Apple bought it because it was really good before and now it's just stuffed basic and half the time doesn't understand what you say it's yeah. really good for asking questions like what's what do you get if you divide zero by zero that's a funny one from siri but a lot of the other things is not yeah. that great all right look there, there's what a there's a few things that i've managed to get out of it but it just seems to me like if i if say yeah you got your hands full and you do really want it to work you want it to do something it just won't do it it just yep. gets confused, and sometimes if I speak in a funny voice, it'll it'll understand me better than when I'm speaking in a normal voice. But it's okay, Siri. <laughs> can you set a reminder for this afternoon to buy some cigarettes? Now that would work. <laughs> she would go, no problems. Now, <laughs> now the the one that works best for me is the the voice recorder in the SMS app, the Messenger app, the Message app. Oh, okay. Like I can dictate into that thing, and it just yep. understands everything, prints it all out. It's it is really good. You get to Siri. I didn't quite get that, Glenn. What are you talking about? You know all this rubbish. But anyway, try again. Yeah. Try again. So uh, yeah, so this uh, phone scam. The uh, they said yeah, hitting North Queensland. It looks like it's going going to go around Australia. The police have urged anyone who has fallen victim to the scam to contact the National Identity and Cyber Support Service which is ID Care. There you go. And you can find that at idcare.org. I've never even seen that. Stand for I don't care. <laughs> That's right, ID Care. I'm going to go have a look. idcare.org. Let's have a look and see what their website's all about. Oh, hang on. I, missed, I mistyped. Hang on. Oh, wait. Well, hang on. I want to see what's on there, if it's nice. Do you even English? idcare.org. There we go. It's not even a .org.au. It's .org. <laughs> Here we go. Oh, yeah, it's not too bad. 
Oh, that's nice, Bobby. It took a while to load. Have you got MBN? Uh, no, it's coming. <laughs> but uh, look, that's a nice page, isn't it? Probably yeah. co- probably costs us 100000 Yeah, but anyway, membership, join our program, credit reporting, yeah, yeah. toolbox. What's in the toolbox? Body care personal toolbox. Simple tools to help you with a response plan. Uh-huh. There we go. So, yeah, there's a, that might be worth having a look at, idcare.com. Oh, so it gives you oh, some... Dot oh, org. Dot org, yeah, sorry, idcare. I've got... I got uh, Come on, we're professionals. <laughs> I started reading the... Uh, I started reading the idcare RSS news feed. Well, um, Donald yeah. Trump lashes back at Hillary Clinton's claims. Yeah, I don't blah. care about that one either. No, tree, tree, felling, or tree felling scam warning. What's that? Look at this. Wellington police are advising the public to be wary following reports of individuals going door to door after tree felling services, offering tree felling services. Police understand those individuals are targeting Miramar at the moment are being very forceful in trying to secure tree felling work and repeat business. Why why does it go to New Zealand? Often these services are blah, blah, blah. If someone comes to your door offering tree felling services or any other service that you do not require, the advice is to close the door and not engage with the person. If you do not need help with work around the house, please ask a trusted friend. Yeah, blah, blah. All right, cool. I, I saw an uh, ad once where they wanted tree fellas, but there was only one of me, so it wasn't any good. Oh, ho, ho. <laughs> oh, we're on fire. Now, <laughs> all right, uh, let's, let's move on to something more serious, Jace. What else have you got? Well, speaking of serious, CSIRO is developing technology to export Australia's supply of gas and renewable energy in a form that can power next-generation hydrogen fuel cell transport. Australia's prime research body said it's developing tech that will solve the problem of transporting hydrogen to bowsers that will refuel cars. The technology will also make it commercially viable to export hydrogen overseas as ammonia for use in fuel cells. Chair of Renewable Hydrogen... Bert, uh, Brett Cooper says CSIRO's new membrane technology can enable a new and potentially carbon-free export industry for Australia that could match the scale of the current liquid natural gas industry. Mm-hmm. With this technology, we can now deliver our renewable energy to Japan, Korea, and across the Asia-Pacific region in liquid form as renewable ammonia and effectively convert it back into pure hydrogen for cars, buses, power generation, and industrial processes. Mm-hmm. The market didn't exist 10 years ago. Now Australia is positioned to be the number one renewable fuel provider in the world's fastest growing region. Cars powered by hydrogen fuel cells are already on sale in Europe and prototypes have been on the road for some time in Australia. There are cars that convert compressed hydrogen to electricity to power their motors. Hydrogen fuel cell powered vehicles can offer a better range than the conventional electric cars and faster refueling at around five to 10 minutes. These fuel cells can power a variety of commercial vehicles, such as forklifts and even public transport buses. They already power buses in Foshan in China. Yeah, right. I think because uh, the hydrogen, I think, has been around for a little while, but I think the problem was, yeah, there was nowhere to fill up, so there's no good having cars. It was like the chicken and the egg. You yeah. know, it was just, um, yeah, so that sounds good. Like I think everyone's, I think everyone would rather a more renewable source of energy uh, rather than digging up coal and, and sucking the oil out of the earth, but uh, yeah. but yeah, so that's good. That's a good story. Let's hope that that can uh, progress and we'd all be driving hydrogen cars. Does it say like uh, with the like the the grunt of the car if the, if it's if it maintains the same power 
It probably would, I imagine. I expect it would, yeah. Yeah, I, I would say it would too. Uh, now, the same power isn't isn't uh, maintained with the new version of Windows 10. Yes. A, why Microsoft do this, I know not. But Because they can. <laughs> but anyway, remember the old, the old Vista days? There was about a thousand versions of it, wasn't there? There was the Vista Home, the Vista Premium, a Home Premium, a Ultimate, a Professional, an Enterprise, and all this garbage. The N version for developing countries. That's right, that's right. And then there's just all this garbage ones. Media Center version. Yes, yes, and, and a kiosk version. Kiosk, yep. Yeah, so anyway, Microsoft released a restricted version of Windows, calling it Windows 10S. Now, that prevents users from running apps from untrusted sources. So I guess that's trying to – it's closing – yeah, it's closing the ecosystem. It's closing outside influences, and therefore making the device a lot more safer from from. And you can get all your apps from the mostly tumbleweed-filled Windows <laughs> Windows Store. So Windows 10 S will only allow users to run applications from the Windows Store. So that's it. Okay, you can't just go and buy your Adobe Photoshop and plonk it in. Because it won't load, it won't install. You can't go and download Chrome and stick it on your Windows because it won't work. No, and at the moment you, you can't. Use Edge. Yes. Isn't that wonderful? Yes, yeah, good old Edge. And at the moment, the Chrome and Firefox aren't even in the Windows Store. Nope. So you've got to wait for all this to happen. Now, the Windows. And uh, what I was listening to today, even if you do, could install Chrome or Firefox because they put it in the store, Edge is going to be the default browser and you will not be able to change that. Oh, is this is this, is this the going back to remember when IE was a default? But didn't Microsoft learn their lesson from all this sort of stuff? You know, no, no obviously not. Obviously not. They did, You're yeah. a bit optimistic for Microsoft there. <laughs> well, come on, Microsoft learned something. No, <laughs> the other one. But, so this uh, Windows S is really a a uh, restricted version of Windows 10 Pro because you are able to upgrade the S to the Pro, and apparently it's about 50 US dollars. Like, why? <laughs> why? And why? When you, first, when you first get it for the first few weeks, you'll be able to upgrade for free. So, yeah, I But apparently what I was saying is it might end up being really good for schools, whereas kids will come in with a thumb drive or go to dodgywebsite.com and download something and screw up the work school computers so then mm. you have to run the auto build and reinstall everything again. You won't you won't have to worry about viruses, you won't have to worry about everyone installing Minecraft on there. You won't have to worry about key loggers and stuff that the kids might be putting on to catch the head teacher's password so they can log in and do what they want. It'll all be just Windows Store apps and that's it. So yeah. a bit of security for schools and businesses, which might be all right. Not much use for everybody else, but then nobody else is going to buy it. Yeah, look, I'm all for I'm look, I'm all for having a closed off system like that for schools and whatnot. But I just think, why can't you just have Windows 10 Pro and just flick the switch to make it? The secure environment, or install it as this. Why charge? Like I don't, I don't. I, I suppose that's the bit that it's I don't. The Microsoft way. I know, I know, uh, but you know, I just don't know if that's right. I just, I just what you know. Anyway, the the apps are checked for security and run in a secure container. So apparently, this is what happens now with with the Windows Ten apps. They run in their own secure container. So this ensures yeah, it's going to be like mini virtualized. Yes, yeah, something like that. Yes, so. 
Yeah, so they're not going to mess with your registry. They're not going to leave files behind or cause problems with the rest of your PC. Now, uh, it, yeah, Microsoft said the switch from Windows 10S to Pro is one way only. Users cannot revert back to 10S if they go to Pro. But there's no uh, no real info on how much this is going to be. I, I read further into this and they said that they were trying to push this out on, they've just released their Surface laptop or something, and which is trying to compete with the Chromebook. And they're saying, yeah, and they're saying, really nice. Yeah, well, yeah, it look, might look nice, and it's got the shiny Windows Ten shiny version on it. But uh, but how much are Chromebooks? Weren't they like two hundred dollars or something? And yeah, I don't think they'll go that cheap. No, they these the Windows Surfaces that they're, they're up around uh, eighteen hundred and two thousand. They're up around they're high. They're up around that, so I don't see why they're trying to, you know, they're saying, oh, we're trying to emulate the Chromebook. We see a market there. How can they? <laughs> they're not specific. Right. But anyway, it's crazy, crazy stuff. All right, uh, any more, Jace? We're just about there. Yeah, got another one. Bungling under the National Broadband Network has uh, left some remote users in the Kimberley, including a vital emergency services aviator operator with no internet after working satellite was turned off without new services having been installed. Michael McConaughey, the managing director of aviation group Helispirit, based in Kununurra in northwestern Australia, said his experience with the NBN was bringing me to my knees as he faced the prospect of being forced to lay off some of his 90 staff as the business founded. We've been sold an absolute pup as far as the whole NBN system is concerned, with remote and regional Australia being left behind the rest of the country, Mr McConaughey said. We are not either not connected at all, or when we do get connections, it's intermittent and nowhere near the speeds we were promised. Two of Heli Spirit's bases at Panulu National Park and the Mitchell Plateau in the Kimberley have been left without internet connections, despite the company requesting NBN connections mid last year, eight months before the former satellite was turned off and replaced with the NBN Skymaster satellite. The company called its service provider Ipstar Weekly, sometimes twice a day, saying its connection needed to be installed before the end of October when the wet season began and locations were not accessible by road. Despite Heli Spirit being repeatedly assured the connection would be completed on time, NBN technician Skybridge failed to attend the properties before the wet season, later citing a lack of access because of the weather. I had to laugh. We'd been telling them for months and months there was no road access in the wet season, said Heli Spirit employee Amy Petty. The company was now negotiating with NBN and Ipstar, offering to share the costs of having a helicopter fly in a technician in a satellite dish, but NBN had rejected its first approach. <laughs> that NBN. <laughs> it's a bit just... of a joke. One, one of my friends has just had it come to his area and they signed up. Um, I think his was fibre to the curb or something, and then they had pre-existing um, HFC cabling that was dodgy and falling to bits and NBN connected up there and said, there you go, you got the NBN. And he's like, no, the cabling inside the building is not up to scratch. They're like, well, it's not to do with us. We, we delivered the NBN to the building and that's what we said we do. So off they went and he's had to raise a few tickets with them to try and get the other parts of the yeah. cabling fix which is supposed to be under them but they said no no we're not going to do that so he's had intermittent nbn on and off sometimes he can get up to he's paying for 140 and sometimes he gets up to about 60 15 or something like that so, so what 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 do you think is the problem like is 
is that what's there? Just too many people on the on the on it. <laughs> as, as funny as that sounds, or like why are people? A lot, a lot of the, I think a lot of the contractors are probably not up to snuff, and also mm. they, this mixed technology was a terrible idea from the start. They might think it'd be a bit cheaper, but it just creates problems where you're converting from one thing to the next. And yeah. then back again and changing digital analog and into Wi-Fi and wireless and back yeah, again. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Just have cable that goes from here to there right into the modem and that's it. Forget about the rest. Mm. The others are just too too complicated and dodgy and, and prone to failure. Well, I've just looked up my my house on the MBN site again and I'm still slated for July to December next year. So it's getting closer. Uh, look, once first of July, I'll be happy because then I can say yes. I'm within a year. Come on, come on. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, look, a year to go. Well, well, not a, no, not a year because that'll so be maybe the start of where it might be. Yeah, that's right. So oh, geez, I can't wait. But a then year uh, to a year and a half if you're really lucky. But then we're we're doing HFC round here, so you know that's uh, te- just different technology again, isn't it? Crazy. All right. Well, we're all looking forward to the next episode of your Obsidian Loft, Jace. So uh, Thank you. We'll, we'll keep our ear We decided to shorten it. it. It seemed to go on for a bit long. And um, I, I think with the shorter version, it's nearly half the size of the other episodes. will be quick and easy to download. A lot more interesting information and not us waffling on so much and doing tours of our server and stuff, which people are not really going to be interested in. So all the news and the interesting stuff we're talking about, and um, that's it. So it should be short and sweet. Yeah, good stuff. And it's also going to be the Aussie Tech Security, another episode next week. So keep an eye out for that. Aussie Mac Zone as well. Uh, if you want to contact any of us, uh, you don't know the email, just send it to me and I'll pass it on, glenn at aussietechheads.com.au or you've got warlock at aussietechheads.com.au, uh, michael at aussiemaxzone.com.au, all that sort of stuff, garth at aussiemaxzone.com.au uh, and also the Aussie Tech Radio, don't forget about that and I think I've gone through the whole shebang. Uh, yeah, so that's another show and another week done and dusted. So thanks for tuning in, thanks for downloading. Uh, we appreciate it and I hope you got something out of it and hope you enjoyed the show. Thanks for coming in, Jace. It's, uh, May the force be with you. Oh, thanks very much. I can feel it from here. All right, so we'll uh, catch you all next time on the flip side. Hey. All right. Cheers, everyone. Bye for now. Ta-da. Bye.